Hey, Chismosas. I'm Igby. I'm Stephanie. And we are the, the Cheesemakers. I think that one, we did it. Every time we say we think we did it, we didn't do it. <laughs> no, I am I am almost 100% that we did that. I didn't hear it. Okay. You'll see. I that I'm like so excited. <laughs> you know you can edit it together, right? <laughs> oh, I'm not doing that. <laughs> well, welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you so much for tuning in. We're so glad you came back. Uh, we are covering Married at First Sight, season 13, episode 13, unlucky 13, maybe, hmm. <laughs> tis the season. For some. <laughs> it was a great episode. Um, but before we dig into it, Igby, do you have any cheese Um, Just again, right now it's kind of been slow as far as the cheese goes. I'm still skeptical about what's real and what's not real. I still mm-hmm. think a lot of the stuff is being produced. They're trying to throw us off, I think. <laughs> but that's neither here nor there. Um, I did catch a little clip of Couples Cam, which I don't normally watch because why? Um, <laughs> and I did have a little pitter-patter for uh, Haley of Austin and Haley from season 10 you know she works as a nurse and she was saying that she recently got promoted to um, you know supervisory role so now she has to manage a team full of people she's working 12 hour days I think she's more than six months pregnant at this point plus Mm -hmm. the COVID of it all Mm -hmm. and I don't know and shooting this dumb shit for whoever (laughs) many hours a week (laughs) Like, I don't know how she's keeping it together. I would have lost my wits by now. Poor thing. Yeah. I mean, she's made of tougher stuff, I think. I I can't even imagine. Exactly. Like, I have experience. I don't have a high demanding job like that. I'm not managing anybody. I've never been pregnant. None of that stuff. So I, for real, cannot imagine. (laughs) Yeah, you know, even when I was pregnant, it was during COVID and I got to, I have autoimmune diseases, so I got sent home two weeks early before shutdown. So I was at home my entire pregnancy and my actual job is events, so I had no events. So I was just kind of chilling at home doing like trainings and trying to keep busy and trying to earn my paycheck. (laughs) But I can't even imagine, and she's on her feet all day exactly. her freaking feet were should be so swollen at least later on if not already but oh poor thing she that is, is a, rough a trooper for sure yeah tough cookie for real uh the only other little bit is we talked about was it last episode or maybe two episodes ago where rachel mm-hmm. was telling jose that she's never had a boyfriend during mm-hmm. the summer so the last episode summer rachel yes summer rachel um (laughs) there's speculation that she's never had a boyfriend during the summer because this long-term eight-year relationship one it was supposed to be like really off and on Mm -hmm. anyway but it may have been when she was much younger like high school or maybe early college So before she was in the workforce as like a teacher or an educator and had like actual summer breaks. 
gotcha. Well, <laughs> but that still, explains, <laughs> that explains so much. Uh, it explains one why she's so impressed by Jose. Right. You know, because when you're dating in your early teens and early 20s, or late teens, early 20s, it's just like, that first of all, impressive. they're boys. First of yeah. all, they're boys. Immature, um, thinking of themselves and all that kind of stuff. But so she's probably super impressed that Jose has his shit together and that he's, you know, pumping her up and doing normal husband things but then he's also kind of crazy and <laughs> she's not thinking those are red flags kind of <laughs> she's like she's so enamored with the being treated well that she's ignoring all the things that he's that he's actually not treating her well <laughs> no, no no like she's no 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 yeah that's what i mean like yeah. all all the things that she's not used to like being pumped up and complimented normal things mm -hmm. that she those are kind of distracting her from all the bs you know yes so speaking of red flags you know how mm -hmm. i'm not trendy you didn't I get just, chris's memes i don't understand everybody has all those red flags on instagram and i don't know where it's coming from Where's i don't know where from? it started oh okay i thought you would know i know it was like blowing up on twitter yeah I thought that, but yeah, Just Chris people's is... telling on themselves. Yeah, Chris's memes were kind of funny. <laughs> Calling out what's her face, Virginia. About <laughs> everybody. I know, but it was just really funny. I was like, I hate this guy, but those are kind of accurate. <laughs> he did seize this opportunity and did it well. Yeah. <laughs> so you can't. You gotta call. You shouldn't say that phrase. You shouldn't call this way spade spade but i mean it is what it is it is what it is <laughs> stupid chris i hate him yeah he's he's stupid he's uh, or over it anyway go on i'm sorry i interrupted um that's really it oh okay what about um, you? Yeah, I had a DM from one of our chismosas. Thank you, thank you for sending it. She's going to remain anonymous. But uh, she told me uh, that she sent me the stuff about Michaela mm. and how Michaela in her stories, uh, which is great because I hardly ever look at these people's stories, honestly. Um, and they're supposed to be off of social media. Exactly. <laughs> so. <laughs> Anyway, so apparently Michaela said, and this is spoiler alert. If you don't want to be spoiled, skip ahead. Uh, Michaela has said that she's still legally married to Zach, but they are very estranged. They haven't talked in a long time, um, in months, actually. And she's seen the pictures of Zach and Bao, and she just wishes them the best. She's in a better place than she was um during the show so she's not bringing any negativity in this world she's um working on herself and what you see on tv is a different michaela from what she is right now so i <laughs> okay. don't make that face <laughs> i look like johnny 
So I think this is doing two things, right? One, obviously addressing the rumors of Bao and Johnny, right? Zach and Bao. I'm sorry, Zach and Bao. And two, it's kind of a preemptive PR thing for her because she's going to look nuts next week. Mm. You know, she's already telling him, this isn't me. I know I did wrong. You know, not in so many words, but you know, you know what I mean? Right. This is not me. I know I look crazy. I'm a different person now. It's a preemptive thing because next week is nuts. Hurricane five. Hurricane category five. I man, she's she flipped that bench like it weighed like nothing. Yes. <laughs> like people yes. shouldn't sit on that bench if it weighs nothing. <laughs> That's that rage strength. That is so crazy. See, I tried to tell y'all with the them Clorox wipes. <laughs> that was nothing. Up, she fucked up that bench. She was fucking up that ping pong table. <laughs> Throwing glasses, slamming doors, like she, the producer trying to hold her back, like the Hulk. Like I know she didn't like, took Zach's and- suitcase. <laughs> <laughs> now, in Ryan's voiceover, you don't see Ryan, but I just like Ryan sounds like you know. Have you ever seen the women clutch their pearls? Like, oh my goodness, people are trying <laughs> to what, sleep. That's what Ryan looks like. <laughs> and Bao watching the whole thing. Uh huh. Speaking of chismosas, that's... (laughs) I know, all nosy. She's like, oh, let me peek my head out. Mm -mm." So yeah, um, that's the difference between me and Belle. If I hear some nonsense outside, I'm locking my door. I ain't about to get caught up in nothing. I think this is a safe space. Mm, If it was outside, outside, yeah. I'd be scared. I'd be scared of Michaela. (laughs) I don't want that turning on me. That's true. Mm-mm. I'm locking my door. I bet you you know who's locking their door? Mirla. Yep. <laughs> Gil, I don't know. Gil, as a firefighter and protector, he probably, he probably stepped out. Yeah. We'll see. I'm very excited about next week. Oh, as far as um, unfiltered. Mm. I didn't watch it this week. I think it's interesting because from what I understand, as far as the timeline, which here we go with that. Wait, tell me who was on again. Uh, this week they had Zach, I'm sorry, they had Michaela, Johnny, and Dr. Viviana. Mm-hmm. One, I think it's weird that Johnny is on like almost every week. He's been on like twice as much as everybody else. Um, I- he loves money, so it's probably a little bonus. And he loves himself, so he wants to see himself on TV and explain himself because That's he knows he's coming. He's coming off as an asshole, which he is. So, Yeah. And really, this episode was really the two of them trying to justify themselves. Um, <laughs> you know, of course, Johnny's still giving that narrative that Bao is two-faced. And mm-hmm. in real life, she's actually a Debbie Downer and a terrible person. And Oh, my gosh. There was just such a funny meme. And it's like a cartoon, right? So it's a guy on a bicycle. Who puts um, a stick in its own spokes? Have you seen that? Mm-hmm. Of the wheel, the own spokes of the wheel, and he falls down and is like, "Bow, you're so horrible. <laughs> you're such a bad time." Da, 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 da. I was like, "Oh man, that's that's Johnny in a nutshell." But Michaela kind of confirmed that, yeah, she's not 
all peaches and cream like oh really she's showing on the show yeah she says that she bad mouths johnny most of the time like in the group like when they're together we've seen it but i guess maybe worse than what they're showing i don't know she didn't say whatever bow was saying but even johnny says he's heard from the other husbands that yeah she trashes him pretty mm. much well, he's trash so <laughs> and then too since they were saying okay decision day was supposed to have been i want to say late april and mm-hmm. then they filmed these unfiltered, I want to say in June. Mm-hmm. How was Zach and Bow a thing then? Did they know then? I don't know. Because like, you know, I know you watched last week when it was Johnny and Zach were on and they were shooting each other all kinds of faces yeah. and stuff. Yeah. And then like this week, it seemed kind of like and Johnny and before- Michaela were... Oh, really? We're kind of doubling down on Bao. Oh, okay. So I'm like, maybe. What maybe. is known at this point? Yeah. That's a great point. Because I think we picked up that vibe before all the cheese came out. Mm-hmm. Because we're like, man, do they not like each other? Because, right. yeah. And then it all came out. Um, but then we even see, like, in this episode, mm-hmm. Zach and Johnny seem kind of chummy. They're like laughing and having a good time together. Yeah. But this is when, obviously, they're still with their right. significant others, and they're trying to work it out, yada, 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 you know? So I just do <sighs> not know about this one. <laughs> that would be wild. Zach and Bao on, like, couples cam next season. That would be so great. That'd be wild. Now, I was like, oh, because, you know, I'm on the boards and uh, whatever, right? And so... Come on, like, boards. Is Show this... yourself millennial. <laughs> oh man i tried to explain aim to my stepson remember aim <laughs> these stories are always so funny to me because i'm like wow kids really do and not know like, what this stuff is anymore so he's like text messaging i was like no i mean you there's like group groups you can join like da, da. he's like like dms i was like forget it forget it <laughs> was the text messaging yes before text messaging you but you can like join it doesn't matter it doesn't matter nobody cares uh <laughs> y'all remember some of y'all some of y'all according to our analytics y'all should remember <laughs> i forgot what i was saying it doesn't matter either. it's okay let's move on <laughs> all right oh uh what what um your boy Johnny got caught in the Reddit really? streets. Oh, really? Yep. What is he? he what dumbass he referred to himself as me. Oh, um, what a dummy. <laughs> he was talking in, like, yeah. What he, was he doing? Defending himself? Yep. And I don't know why you have to talk about me like that. His, his screen name, uh, Johnny123. <laughs> it was like, Fierce koala, I think. Something like that. That's funny. And they're like, ah, you just said you. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, Johnny. That is so great. Now it's been deleted, but not before everybody in the world could screen grab it. Screenshot it, yeah. That's awesome. What an idiot. I don't even know why. Don't Don't even open it. 
I know. I I think I would just be sad all day long if I had to read comments on the internet. No thanks. Just wait till people start commenting on this. I'm not going to read it. <laughs> <laughs> You're tougher than I am, so you can read it. <laughs> I don't want to read that either. I'm doing this for me, not you. Well, I mean, a little bit for you, but mostly me. <laughs> All right, let's get into it. Let's get into it. Let's go. All right. Um, season 13, Married at First Sight, episode 13, Igby. Do you have a title? Tears, Jeers, and 25-cent martinis. Ooh. I'm not mad at that. I am, because you got to be <laughs> drinking damn rubbing alcohol for it to be 25 cents <laughs> you're getting the bottom shelf plastic bottle vladimir miss bougie thing don't care she don't care that it was 25 cents i think it's bottom because of where stuff. it was maybe i don't know i'd love to know where this is in houston so i do know where it is do you mm-hmm. okay we'll get there we'll get there then i'm <laughs> that's why i that said you... that's why she doesn't mind because oh. it's at a reputable place Okay, okay. I can't wait to hear about it. Um, but first, let's get into let's let's just go into Johnny and Belle. Let's get it over. <laughs> Opening scene, we see Johnny shooting pool with Ryan. These two should not be together, first of all. <laughs> this was just a commercial for the Latitude Pool Billiard Room. <laughs> Oh, so, wait, 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 wait. Did yes, you yes, notice yes. that Ryan has on the same outfit that he did from last episode when him and Brett had that conversation on the couch after she I met did. with her friend? Yes. So I did this is what that. he was doing while she was doing that. Mm-hmm. That explains a lot about how that conversation went. Yeah. Because <laughs> this was not like a motivational pep talk at all no not at all um so ryan asked johnny how things are going johnny says things are going better this week because bow is putting a lot of effort she's planning dates um the night before they had gone bowling um turns out bow can't bowl i'm not surprised 71 Um, to 60 or 163 (laughs) (laughs) It was not great. He says that, you know, for once it felt natural. It didn't feel forced. And Ryan's like, my relationship with Brett feels forced. And, you know, at the beginning, he was forcing everything and didn't feel real at all. He feels bad because, you know, Brett has done nothing wrong. He has done nothing wrong. But, you know, it is what it is. Johnny says he feels like that, too, that it's all like forced. Johnny says that Bao thinks he doesn't appreciate what she does, but he doesn't think she does anything anyway. But now she's trying hard. But maybe and too hard. Too hard. What the fuck? <laughs> Make up your mind. I don't. What do you want? Underst- I have no idea what this fool wants. No idea. But then Ryan jumps in and he's like, "Oh, I understand what trying too hard means," because implying that. You know, Brett is ignoring their issues and just chugging along, ignoring everything. And she's trying too hard. The only time I've seen Brett try too hard is maybe that little game where she was all giddy. The blocks. The the Mm. Jenga. Yeah. Because if I remember that scene and thinking he's not into this game at all, like thinking about, you know, because it was all like compliments compliments about him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. So Johnny asked Ryan, you know, can't you just focus on the positive and, you know, work on that? And Ryan's like, nope, that's unrealistic to ignore all these, you know, issues that they have. Johnny says he understands where Ryan is coming from, but he's very negative in the situation and it's not helpful to Johnny whatsoever. Ryan says he's not trying to discourage Johnny, but he's going against, you know, going against his feelings. And if he goes against his feelings, it's a no-win situation. Ryan, Ryan's advice is to listen to yourself, which I guess it's just funny. You know, they both have the same problem Mm -hmm. and two totally different approaches. Johnny talks it to death but mean and in a malicious manner. And Ryan just doesn't talk about it at all. (laughs) Ignores everything. You know, he's like saying that Brad's ignoring everything, but he's not. Doing the same thing. Yeah, he's not saying anything. Hello. Or trying to push it on her. Like Mm -hmm. he keeps saying, call me out, call me out. Call yourself out. You know what the hell you're doing. I know. It's so immature. Okay. Yeah. And this is why they're not going to get anywhere. They're not. They're not. And yeah, we'll get to the whole thing later. But oh my gosh, even when Brett had the chance to say something, she didn't say anything. Anyway, back to Johnny and Bao. So after their little fun time in the pool hall, he goes back to his room, his apartment and sneaks up on Bao in the bathroom. She asks about his day and that, you know, she knew she was he was hanging with Ryan. I like that she legit was scared. <laughs> <laughs> like she didn't hear him like unlock the door or anything. Um, he says Ryan is the last guy he should be talking about his relationship to because he thinks he's in a better place in his relationship with Bao than Ryan is with Brett. I think they're both in trash places, but that's just my opinion. <laughs> like who's further down in hell? <laughs> yeah. So they're... In bed, and they're talking. Hey, I have these same pajamas Bao has. Hey, Target. Ooh, la, la. <laughs> Take that, so Victoria's Secret. I know. <laughs> hey, those are way cuter than those ugly pajamas that Mirla has, <laughs> in my opinion. <laughs> you're, I was going to say, you're biased. I am biased because, oh my gosh, Victoria's Secret is such a toxic work environment, but that's neither here nor there. So they're in bed and Johnny says, there's a reason our relationship isn't working. It's because it lacks a foundation of trust, communication, and a solid friendship. This causes all their arguments. If those, if that foundation was stronger, that they would be in a better place. And Bao says she disagrees. Because she thinks that going into a marriage with pure friendship is counterintuitive because you need that emotional intimacy, uh, romance, etc. She said that when they needed a spark, they met with Dr. Viviana. And now they're not having sex because he supposedly doesn't feel anything from it. That, And then Johnny's like, that he's just going through the motions. He's just having sex to have sex. And now they're not having that. So it's whatever. And Bao calls BS. Because that was not going through the motions. If that was going through the motions, when they did all that, the clips from the past where mm-hmm. he's all a horn dog, he's a, you know, he should be in acting because you can tell he was excited. Right. So BS, BS. I agree with Bao. 
he doesn't want to have sex for the sake of sex. He says physical intimacy is a byproduct of emotional attachment. Bao said, you know, the not having sex thing works for him, but this marriage consists of two people and she's feeling forced to do what works for him and not with what works for her. Um, this is where Johnny gets all but hurt. I don't understand. I don't understand why he has to walk away from this conversation. I still haven't thought of a name for this alter ego that <laughs> he turns into like out of nowhere. It's out of nowhere. There, It's not like she raised her voice or said something vindictive or anything like that. Um, all, she, he tell- yeah, all she's saying is there's two people in a marriage. We should both be getting our needs met. Yes. Why are you pissed off at that? Very, very reasonable statement. He's like, we don't have to do this, you know. We don't have to do this. And then he needs a minute. Um, so he walks away and she's she's like, why are you leaving? We're literally just talking. What's going on? To go scream in the closet. Duh. <laughs> Bao thinks he's not happy because he doesn't want to be happy. He doesn't want to put in the work. He doesn't want to figure anything out. He's never going to be happy in any relationship. Um, he, he And then he comes back. I want to say so many things. I want to say so many things. And she's like, say them. Say something. And all he does is go back to say that he wants to build a foundation. He said this week's efforts and the dates that she's been, you know, coming up with. He thinks it's a good start. But tonight's conversation has thrown everything out the window. He said the friendship is the soil of what he thinks something beautiful can blossom out of. Okay. Right. <laughs> Which I agree that some relationships come out of friendships, you know, but this is not the case. I was going to say this, in this, this scenario, is... you're going to get friend zoned in your marriage. Yes. Like Brent Wright. <laughs> um, she said they both went into this marriage with different approaches and she's starting to think that maybe not, this is not going to work because of their differences. Which makes total sense to me. Yep. Because he's just so up and down and that, like, what do you want? And that's the thing. I, I don't think, well, he knows what he wants, right? He wants perfection. He wants the perfect wife. And that person does not exist. <laughs> Was that the theme of this season? Because all these dudes have these yeah. crazy ideals. And it's like, no, that's not reality. Not one person is going to fit the the looks, the brains, the homemaking. The Something has to give. There's not one person who's doing it all. And if there is one person that's doing it all, they're, they're cracking. They're- <laughs> Either that or they're going to crack up, you know? That's a lot to handle. Yeah. That's a lot on someone's plate. But these these men are, that's why they're single. <laughs> I've never seen anything like this in my life. I've never heard any guy talk like these guys talk. Yeah. Um, yeah, me neither. I've never heard of someone so deep in a fantasy that they're ruining relationships with perfectly good women so (laughs) So, um then we go to their sessions with the their individual experts um johnny meets with dr pepper 
I, can, I put Dr. P. And I was like, what's her name? <laughs> I didn't forget Dr. Pepper. Well, I've only been watching. She, she, I think this is, she hasn't shown up in a while. Hello. We've been watching two seasons. Anyway. Anyway, Johnny meets with Dr. Pepper. He says he's with someone he doesn't want to be with. Right off the bat, first thing he says. Can't even help himself. No. What's, what's interesting is that none of the experts take this and be like, okay, stop wasting her time. I think these expert sessions in general were trash. Mm-hmm. Why are you advising some of these people to stay together and encouraging them to keep, like you said, wasting their time and putting in effort in these relationships that clearly yeah, <laughs> are not working and are not going to work and are just going to be worse and worse as yes. time goes on? Especially so, this guy. They're watching the footage. They're watching him be verbally hurtful and abusive to bow. Why are you encouraging her to accept that as okay? Same thing with Jose to Rachel and same thing mm-hmm. with Michaela to Zach. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No. Like, I know there was a thread. I didn't take time to read it all. Um, but there was a all thread 500 on. 500 comments. <laughs> right. There's a thread on Reddit where basically they're saying, like, these people aren't going to stop until someone ends up in jail, the hospital, or worse. For real. Like, until mm-hmm. something serious happens, they're just going to keep putting these people in these ridiculous situations it's so toxic but why are they doing it because people like us are watching (laughs) yeah that's true same thing with all these other trash reality shows (laughs) but the difference is here is like these supposed professionals you know are supposed to be matching these people they didn't set themselves up also like i know they're not medical doctors are they medical do they have to take the oath you know like yeah how accredited are these (laughs) experts to have your you know protect the person first from themselves and from others i would think but mm, i guess they're getting paid and they don't care anyway so johnny says he doesn't want to be with bow they have arguments and they're not constructive constructive because they don't argue well. Who argues and, well? Mm, I don't know. I don't. Isn't that just a conversation? <laughs> yeah, that's true. She says, isn't that something we need to change and learn from? She doesn't want him to feel that his best self didn't triumph over things that he's going to regret. He, she says, you need to apologize for the things you said and learn a different way of handling your anger and disappointment uh, so that you're proud of how you've turned things around, basically. And his body language, like, he cannot sit still. Because he knows he's wrong. And this but is he like, doesn't care. And this is him <laughs> almost in every conversation in this episode. He's constantly squirming around and wiping mm-hmm. his face and touching his <laughs> eyes. And, like, he's tortured. In the moment. Yes. Yes. It's like, that's saying a lot, sir. She wants him to talk through their differences and not get to the standstills that they get at, you know, where they just leave their problems and never resolve anything. He says that the problems, you know, he he doesn't try to fix them. He wants to know the root of 
problem and try and fix that. The problems he thinks they have, he brings up the, the pillars again, trust, friendship, and communication. They are living the same life, but seeing things completely different. And, and she says, you know, you need to get away from winning. That they always think that they're trying to win the argument or conversation. She thinks they need more structure for their conversations. He says he has lots of ideas about how, you know, to approach this. And he's just needs to implement them and get Bao on board with them. Uh, meanwhile, Bao is meeting with Pastor Cal. She says she's feeling checked out of her marriage. Uh, she feels, and this is before um, she sits with Pastor Cal. She's doing the, the diary cam. She feels like she married a man who's not ready for marriage. Ding, ding, ding. He cuts her down. He doesn't appreciate her. And she's done feeling unappreciated. Yes. Good for you. So when she does sit with Pastor Cal, he, you know, asks how she's going. How is everything going? Um, she says she could be better. She says that Johnny wants to build a foundation, but she feels like it's more of an out. She feels like he's already made his decision. He's 80% out the door. She feels cheated out of a perfectly good marriage. She has a husband on paper and nothing else. You know, he says, you know, he's said some pretty ugly things and she doesn't know why he has to be malicious. Um, she, she doesn't know why he, especially to his wife. She's trying and, you know, every time she tries, he just cuts her down over and over and over. She's feeling very frustrated. Um, she went in for the right reasons. She thinks he doesn't have the emotional maturity to be a husband or father. He's given up and he doesn't care. Pastor Cal wants to ask, wants her to ask him about whether he was ready for marriage. He's, you know, and this is weird advice. He says, you know, take it down a notch. Let's not go into deep conversations. Um, let's see if Johnny can make it into deep conversations by himself. And Bao's like, this is going to suck. I'm not a chit chat kind of person, but you know, she's going to give it a try. If he's in, and they're like, let's just see if he's willing to show up or if he's going to give up. Pastor Cow has said he's seen this before that, you know, you can build a, a foundation through adversity He's seen couples turn it around just like that. People worse off than Bao. And she, you know, she has this face like, okay. <laughs> All right. Again, not the best advice. No. So strange. Let's go backwards instead of going forward. See like, I, underst I understand starting from scratch, but I think at this point. You don't have time for that. Of, yeah. It, one, you don't have time for it for that. I think their issues are bigger than that. Mm -hmm. He's basically saying, I hate you. <laughs> like, yes! What am I supposed to do with that? <laughs> to I her don't face. like you. I hate everything that you do. I don't yes. like how you talk. I hate your stupid breakfast smoothies <laughs> that you drink. I hate that when you go to sleep, sometimes Stop you're- Stop breathing over here. <laughs> you don't giggle enough when you brush your teeth. I hate you. Oh my gosh. When and then you're too giddy when you giggle, damn it. <laughs> Stop being happy, stupid. <laughs> oh my gosh, she's such an asshole. Um, speaking of, so then they get together and recap the conversation, right? So, you know, they're asking each other, how's it going? How did it go? 
And she says, you know, I don't know. She doesn't know where she's at. I think she was really conflicted by that advice and how lame it was and the actual situation, right? He said, you know, he regrets what he, some of the things he said, and he apologizes for them. I don't recall him saying sorry. He just says, or being specific about any of those, um, you know, things he things. regrets. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a very general kind of synopsis of whatever. And, you know, and Val picks that up, of course. She's like, I don't know how sincere his apology is. He wants to know. And so, you know, Johnny's like, I want to know how we can improve our communication. And she, she says right off the bat, you know, I want to be able to speak my mind without judgment, even if there are things we disagree on. She doesn't know why their arguments have to escalate when the root of the argument isn't that big. She said they need to look at each other's perspective. She asked if he's willing to show up and not run away. And again, during this conversation, they can <laughs> barely look at each other. Again, he's fidgeting around. Mm-hmm. Like, he can't wait for this conversation to be over. And it's just like, okay, how <laughs> is your communication supposed to get better from this? Yeah. And, you know, he just got done apologizing somewhat about how he talks to her. And then he goes and talks to her like trash again. He's like, I didn't run away. I just needed a breather. So I don't escalate and explode and say something I'm going to regret. He asks if she can be more present in their marriage. And she says she has since he last asked. He, You know, she's been trying to show up. She does not want to be talked or treated like he has talked and treated her in the past. And then she asks, are you ready for marriage? He said he was ready for marriage, but knowing that it was her, um, he already knew there was no chemistry or romance. They could have dated a long time ago, but he wasn't attracted to her. Is that necessary? (laughs) Her poor little face. I know! It's like on The Simpsons when... Lisa dumps Ralph during the Krusty yes. special and you can just see his heartbreak. His heartbreak. Yes. No wonder. I would be talking shit about this guy too if I was stuck with him for the next few weeks. No wonder she's going back to her friends and saying, you know, he's trash. Because he is trash. And Johnny kind of just, I know on Unfiltered, was just chalking it up to that's just his personality. If that's how he feels, he's just going to say it and just put it out there. Okay, but there's there's um, a line, right? First of all, I understand being blunt. I don't understand being malicious. Right. Downright mean, especially to your wife. So that's why he's trash. I can appreciate honesty. I can't appreciate just being mean, plain old being mean. Um, he said, you know, if if there was something there back in the day, you know, there would have been a second date. So Val's still not buying this because they had something, you know, at the beginning of their relationship, especially on the honeymoon. She's skeptical of his words. Um, and then they leave it like at a cliffhanger as usual. Your fade. Where do we go from here? And then fade out music. I'm like, bullshit. Ridiculous. This is all ridiculous. I mean, kudos to her for wanting to keep trying because I would have been deuces bye yeah no one talks to me like that and i guess she has to let him talk to her like that so she can not owe thirty thousand (laughs) dollars 
but it still sucks. Yeah, to have to listen to that every day, like, oh. do you have something negative to say every single day about me personally? I know. That sucks. Can mm-hmm. you leave the apartment again? <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that they can leave the apartment. I, I think don't like this, it either. But This next season or whatever season, you know, they can, I would put in the contract every time they sleep at their own house. Penalty. That they're docked, yeah, docked some sort of payment or something like that. Because that's why there's a second bedroom. Right. You know, if they're not getting along, go sleep in that other bedroom. I don't think it's cool that they keep popping out. Yeah. But that's why I said, like, the OG seasons, they did not have this option. I need it's- to go and watch one uh, season of the past that you're referring to so I can kind of get a clearer idea of how this w- went. Um Maybe that's what we can cover after this. Do a OG. Yeah, maybe. Season. We'll think about it. Don't (laughs) mark our words. No. Hey, but that's a good point. Y'all should come at us and let us know if there's something else you want us to cover in between Married Married at First Sight. Or if there's um, another older season that you found particularly entertaining that we should rewatch. Yeah. We're down with that. Uh, we should probably announce that at the beginning. <laughs> we'll go back next to it. time. Next time, next time. <laughs> All right, let's move on to another train wreck. How about Brett and Ryan? Oh, these two. Are you going to shake your kids. head after we announce yes, everything? Because <laughs> I'm just like, what the hell is this? Why are you doing this to me? Why do I have to watch y'all do this to each other? Just stop. I know. Get some I want to see someone like actually fall in love and be good. <laughs> mm, I don't think we're going to see that this season. <laughs> because even the one couple we do have that's doing well, allegedly, might have been for show. Sure. <laughs> oh, dear. But nonetheless, we're talking about Brett and Ryan right now. So, uh, it. Looks like the first thing that we see is, again, Brett calling out Ryan. Uh, Ryan. I can't. I swear by episode, like, 27, I'm going to have their names together. <laughs> I'm going to know which one is which. <laughs> but Ryan is calling Brett out on her messiness again. He gives us a more in-depth view. It's it's bad. It's I could pretty- see why this... It's a turn off. Yes, it's pretty messy. But again, I don't know if if that was his place to show us that, but we saw it nonetheless. It explains where he's coming from. Um, What if he hasn't said anything to her? Exactly. I was just going to say, if he has such a problem with it, he should be addressing it. Or he could at least be passive aggressive and put all her clothes in a bin. Like, here's your laundry. I got it ready for you. You can put it in the la- in the washing machine and leave it there for 24 hours. You know, Crazy. but he doesn't even do that. If he did that, she would be like, oh, you know what? He doesn't like this. But I don't know why she wouldn't think someone would have a problem with this. Because this is a problem. This is not normal. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But we go to them and they're going to be having their sessions with the experts Brett is going to be sitting down with Pastor Cal 
he asks how everything's going and she's like, yeah, it's awesome. And he's like, mm, I'm not getting awesome vibes, but okay. And she's like, oh, well, yeah, because it's not awesome. <laughs> she says there's a lot going on and it hasn't been easy. Uh, Pastor Cal asks if there's anything in Ryan's behavior that could change enough for her to want to say yes on decision day. See, she says there's a small percentage that if he was more willing or open, she would in turn try more because again, they're doing this let's match energies thing and mm-hmm. nobody's giving no any one's energy. Moving. <laughs> exactly. No one's moving anywhere. <laughs> exactly. She says he was a different person on the honeymoon. You know, they do flashback of them in the hammock and they're talking and yada yada. Yes. It's a totally different Ryan. I don't understand where this switch flipped. Like he was totally, it seemed like he was totally into the idea and into her at the wedding and the honeymoon. Like it's just very strange. It's that plane ride from hell. It might be. And then, and then that on Dr. Top of the mis- visit sealed, the, sealed deal. the deal. Yeah. We did that in sync. Um, I, I don't know. I, you know, her anxiety, um, her messiness, the plane ride, all those are adding up, adding up for him, which we could all understand if he verbalized it mm-hmm. and was honest about it. Mm-hmm. She says that she's shifting how she feels about what's going to make her happy forever, or if he's even capable of giving her what she needs. Pastor Cal asks if they're talking about feelings or emotions, and she shakes her head no. There's absolutely no intimate communication or communication at all. Uh, He tells her that she needs to ask Ryan to give her a picture of what he thought a wife would be. Now make sure you let him know that you're not offended if it's not you. And she says, I know it's not me. But she also needs to um, ask him, when did he give up on the marriage or when did he decide that this was not going to work? She says she thinks it was a long time ago. And Pastor Cal says, well, you may be surprised. It might not have been as far back as you think. They need to actually communicate to each other and figure out what the hell has happened. There is still a possibility that they can turn this around, but they have to to communicate period in some form about anything (laughs) it just surprises me these are grown-ass adults with like real jobs they talk to real people every day like how can you not just say what you're feeling at this point at this point you know what i mean (laughs) yeah like i understand trying to shelter someone's feelings but at a certain point you have halfway to let there. it out. Yeah. Let it out. So the next thing we see is Ryan is on the rooftop by the sparkling pool. And he says there's about 30 minutes until he you has You work his... for the latitude. You work Maybe. for latitude. <laughs> All I'm saying is use code. No, this saying. is a great. <laughs> That'd be funny. Yeah. For a referral I... bonus, just mention this... Igby. <laughs> I mean, kudos to the latitude. This is like the best marketing for them ever. 
And this this really is the most they've ever shown of like the complex where they have the neutral apartments. Every mm-hmm. I know on the other seasons, like every once in a while they'll like flash the name of the place. But yeah. this season they're really going all out. I don't know if it's because <laughs> they had to like be inside, so they had to have all these amenities and stuff and show yeah. it. But yeah, this is like one big latitude commercial. <laughs> But anyway, he's by the pool. He's saying it's 30 minutes until he has his meeting and he already anticipates there's going to be some negativity regarding the way he's handling the situation in the process, but, uh, or his efforts. And if he's, you know, giving all that he can, he has to be open and honest with himself. So we go to his expert meeting and he's sitting down with Dr. Pepper and he's like, uh-oh, they brought out the big guns for me. And she's <laughs> like, I'm the big guns? And he's like, yeah, so you can tell he's already like, oh, I'm going to have to, like, talk for real, for real. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm meeting with the actual therapist, not <laughs> the counselor. No diss, no shade. They get into the conversation, and she says, when did the connection with Brett become imperiled? And he says it was for sure after Dr. Viviana's visit. So they show the clip. Apparently that was 15 days ago. So it's been a couple weeks that yeah. they've been in this limbo. I'm glad they let us know. How long ago it was. Yeah. Yeah. Because then we know that Brett's been in this mood for at least two weeks. Right. He says that was the point where he decided he was going to try to be open, but he wasn't going to fight the feelings that he was having either that things weren't going to work. So Dr. Pepper asks how he's tried to deal with things he didn't like and what he did if he or what he would be doing to change those feelings. He says that communication is the issue. It doesn't feel good to have conversations you know you need to have because they're not going to be fun conversations. Yeah. That's when uh, Dr. Pepper says she thinks what's happening is he's basically, like you said before, he's building up this list of things he doesn't like, but never telling her. Mm -hmm. So in a marriage, you have to vocalize your feelings because people aren't mind readers. How is she supposed to know you feel some type of way if you don't ever say anything? She says that he needs to, you know, Think that if he feels like he couldn't say anything difficult to her without being mean or cruel, he needs to figure out a way to say it constructively. So don't be a Johnny. You know, and we've seen that he's a good writer. Mm-hmm. Even she, you know, if, uh, Brett has said that. Yeah. Why can't, if he, he could take the time and write something down and fold it up and hand it to her I know I'm not a good communicator I'm not great at vocalizing but this is how I feel you read it I'm gonna step out for an hour text me when you're ready to talk that would be a perfect solution for this because then he gets everything out she can internalize everything and they can have an actual adult conversation hopefully yeah but that's not gonna happen of course not (laughs) makes too much sense Because even then, when Dr. Pepper is giving him this advice, he's kind of like blank staring and is like, okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Then Dr. Pepper asks why he wanted to be married at first sight. And he says his goal was always trying to find the person for him. That's never wavered. 
And Dr. Pepper tells him, you know, there's no way of getting closer to someone without dealing with your feelings and emotions. You got to talk this stuff out. He needs to dig deeper. Uh, he has to try to learn who Brett is for real and, you know, try to see her in her best light. Dr. Pepper doesn't think that he's done that at this point and that they obviously do not know each other. Mm-hmm. At all. Uh, he has to try and put in effort. And Ryan says he's definitely going to try to do that more on his end. Okay. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> so after their meetings, they sit down and get right into it. Ryan says that Dr. Pepper made him think about a lot of stuff because she was questioning his effort and communication and their lack of conversation. He says he avoids saying things that he knows Brett isn't going to want to hear. And Brett says, well, that's not helpful to me either. Yeah. She doesn't want to be a source of stress for him because that's not good for anybody. So basically they agree that they're just internally stressing each other out and then avoiding conversation. Yes. Which is so stupid. (laughs) (laughs) This could all be so simple. (laughs) It really could. They could have been getting along all this time if they were just handling this like a real relationship. So then Brian asks if there's any questions that she's supposed to ask him. And, you know, they kind of show her fidgeting around with her ring and stuff. And she's like, "Uh, no, it was more focused on me. She chickens out. She totally misses the opportunity. She says that she feels very disconnected and that makes it hard for her. But Ryan basically interrupts to call BS and says, so we're supposed to just keep doing the same thing we're doing and that's supposed to make it better. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, I didn't say that. She just says that she's at a point where she doesn't know what to do. Ryan says, well, the disconnect is just going to keep getting bigger and bigger and the gap is just going to grow further and further apart. So we need to figure out what we're doing to make change. Yeah, I was just going to say for someone who doesn't vocalize his feelings, he is emotionally int- intelligent. He just can't put it into words for himself which is interesting and I can't believe she she knows she what's the question she's supposed to ask she's supposed to ask a certain question at this point oh when did you check out right yeah when Mm -hmm. did you check out of this marriage and what's his ideal of a wife Uh uh-huh and she you know yeah she doesn't say it when he at this point he he's open to it this is the time to say it because he just got out of the session you know where this is probably where he's going to be the most open. But right, no, she just doesn't do it. He literally says, call me out. <clears throat> Got that morning little, voice. I know, my morning <laughs> voice. But yeah, he says, you know, again, call me out. But like I said before, that's a cop out. Why can't you, you know, the conversation needs to be had. Why yeah. can't you bring it up? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, he's equally chickening out. So Brett is saying that if... Ryan really wants to genuinely keep trying. She needs to know either way. Uh, You know, she said this last week, we can't stay in this gray area. Either you need to tell me, are you in or are you out? Because Mm -hmm. I don't want to keep putting in my effort if you're already done. So she says that people can surprise you. Things can change, but she needs to know where he's at. Hope hasn't diminished, but it's very, very, very low. (laughs) Very to the I mean like we're at we're red we're 20% or less 
basically they need to communicate and talk to each other, be honest. So yeah, nothing was accomplished with this conversation. They both just beat around the bush mm-hmm. as they always I know. do. So they need to talk about how they need to talk, but they don't talk about what they need to talk about. Yeah, basically. <laughs> basically. The next scene we have for them is basically going to be our group date or group outing activity for the week. So all the couples are meeting up for a game of sand volleyball. They all look genuinely happy to see each other. Yeah. Uh, Brett is on cloud nine. You know, she is a volleyball coach. So Mm -hmm. this is right up her alley. She doesn't know she's about to kick everybody's ass. Probably. (laughs) No, I think they do. I think her team wins. Yeah, they do. (laughs) Uh, Ryan does the first serve. He, you know, of course, wishes he had some spectacular ESPN Olympics (laughs) sports jump serve. But, you know, he does his. A regular regular thing and because May- Michaela is not paying attention at all <laughs> she's probably looking the other direction the ball just lands next to her in uh, the sand so they get a point and she's like oh no 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 I'm not playing I'm gonna be a cheerleader so she's already and, demoted herself and I'm like here yep. we go here of she is course. again not willing to try yep an activity of she's out <laughs> then get off the court Exactly. Like, what did you think was happening? You're actually in bounds, girl. Exactly. <laughs> so then Mirla and Gil walk up. They're all hand in hand. Mm-hmm. She looking cute. Yep. Gil says that the first thing he noticed that is Johnny is there with no bow. So that may be an indication of what's going on with their marriage, but yep. he's just saying. Another That's man what who's very emotionally intelligent. He, yeah, he's he's picking up what everybody's putting down. He's, mm-hmm. His eyes are open. Yep. They come to the court and they're saying hi to everybody. Did you notice that when they came up, like Ryan picked up Mirla and like spun her around in a circle? Yeah. I was like, oh, wait, I didn't think they were homies cool like, like that, that. But I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then a few moments after that. Brett, Rachel... not Ryan. Damn it. Brett is not a girl's name. Ryan is. <laughs> I'm going to get it one day. I'm just going to start calling her Amy. For my own good. <laughs> Amy. But a few moments later, Jose and Rachel come. And then out of nowhere, Val comes running in with a full cheerleader costume on. Where did she get this? I don't know. And was this a turn on or turn off? Um, For Mirla, it was a turn off. <laughs> for Johnny, I think he perked right up. Uh, Actually, no. He said you on, don't think so? He said on unfiltered. Because, you know, then it goes into a scene where she's like, I can't believe he's giving me a hug and showing PDA uh-huh. and all that stuff. He was like, no, that was just pleasantries. Really? Mm-hmm. I I don't agree with that. Because he looked genuinely like, oh my gosh. He said, nope, I was just trying to be nice. Mm, I don't buy it. So then they do a montage of them, you know, playing the game. They all kind of look legit. Mm-hmm. They do. 
Like they were Even Mirla, playing for real. I, yeah. I was surprised. For her to be so girly, she like legit is athletic. Mm-hmm. Somehow Michaela found some pom-poms from somewhere. Production. Uh, well, obviously. <laughs> but I just thought it was weird. Like, wait, they didn't have extra outfit though? <laughs> so then they all kind of break off into little subgroups and they're talking about their visits with the experts. We have Michaela, Ryan, Jose, and Rachel. They start talking about the expert visit and Ryan shares that he got a curveball with his session because he thought he was going to be kicking it with Pastor Cal. And he ended mm-hmm. up having to talk to Dr. Pepper, who scares him. <laughs> <laughs> then we cut to Brett, Mirla, and Bao. Brett says that she met with Pastor Cal and that he's basically pissed about the situation that they're going through. Did you it pick seemed, that up? I didn't think he was mad about it. Yeah. Maybe if I had to put a word to it, maybe frustrated because he knows they're just avoiding each other yeah but i wouldn't say pissed yeah that was a weird choice of words he said or it seems as though ryan isn't giving you know this a fair chance she says that it looks like that you know from the outside looking in and that basically she feels the same way in the situation herself Mm -hmm. they cut to ryan at his table saying that dr pepper said that he doesn't look like he's made enough effort so going forward he's going to try to harder and try to make more effort and be more present and then they cut back to brett saying you know the same thing he's going to try more but they're still just in a weird limbo place right now bow says that you know she definitely understands because she feels like she's in the same place Uh, she has a lot of the same things going on in a similar situation like we said before johnny and ryan are the, the same phrase person. two horses of the same color i don't think that's a phrase sure it is it is no, no. It is, <laughs> the phrase is. the phrase a horse of a different color well same thing but there's not two of them yeah, <laughs> so bow goes on to say that the only difference between her situation And Brett and Ryan's situation is that Johnny is actually mean to her. She says that one of the tips that Dr. Pepper gives Johnny is to not use negative definitive statements. And then in that same conversation, he did just that. (laughs) So she explains that she asked him if he was ready to get married and be committed. And then that's when he went on the fence and blew up on her. Then they cut to Johnny talking to Zach and Gil, and he says his conversations are kind of like, well, you said this, well, you said that, well, you're a liar, and they're kind of laughing it off, whereas Val was talking about it seriously. Mm -hmm. He says it feels very juvenile, but I thought you wanted high school kind of love. Gil chimes in and says at the end of the day, you know, you want to be happy, so you have to do what feels best for you. Johnny says he hasn't been happy in a long time. He sees little glimpses of joy when they go on dates and do stuff, activities, but the everyday, normal, day-to-day stuff, nothing. So they go back to the girls' table, and Bao is saying that Johnny is just so childish. And then Brett chimes in to say that she thinks that 
some of these people view this as a real marriage and some people don't. Accurate. So who's trying to be on TV and who's not? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Who do you think she's implying besides him? <laughs> I I legit think that Ryan at first like was taking this seriously. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't qualify him into like he wanted to be TV famous. Like yeah. he doesn't seem like that type of guy. Yeah. Um, Johnny is obviously that type of guy. <laughs> um, I think Jose is that type of guy. I think he he wanted a a marriage for sure. But I I don't think it hurt that he's on TV. I think he likes the attention, the positive attention. I can't stand the negative attention. I think it really gets under his skin that people don't agree with him. Mm-hmm. Imagine that. I know. Um, I I legit think all the women are on this show for legitimate reasons. Fair enough. Yeah. Just wondering. Yeah. What about Gil? I think Gil likes being on TV. <laughs> Gil's already been on TV. I know, but that's what I mean. Yeah. But I I hope that his intentions are genuine. Mm, we will I see. don't know. <laughs> so the next scene we have, which is weird to me, because I don't know that I would do this, but we have Brett having a drink with Ryan's sister, Alexa. My so, fave. Yeah, so we know at this point... Brett is desperate if she's (laughs) made the attempt to reach out to his sister. Because I don't know if I would do that. Because the sister's always going to be team brother. Unless for some reason she really likes Ryan. Which is why some people say this conversation ends the way it does. Like, just keep your eyes open. Mm -hmm. Not to throw anybody under the bus, but just saying. (laughs) So she tells Alexa that she needs some help because the relationship is struggling. She says that she wanted to talk to Alexa for a while because Brett isn't good at expressing himself and she feels like, damn it. Even in my notes, I have it wrong. (laughs) Okay. That because Ryan isn't good at expressing himself, he feels like, she feels like Alexa knows him best, you know. Obviously, that's his sister. They mm-hmm. live together, spend a lot, a lot of time together. Who better to get advice from than her? So she tells Alexa that the hovering issue is that she's not Ryan's type. And she always says, well, he's not my type either. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. She says that when you look at them on the surface, it might not seem like they have a lot of things in common, but she thinks there are things underneath that they do. I don't know why she thinks this because they don't talk to each other. They don't know each other at all. Yeah. She says basically it's like pulling teeth with him and she doesn't know what to do. Uh, Alexa says that Ryan is an introvert. So when you put him on the spot, he'll either tell you what he thinks you want to hear or just walk away to just be done with the interaction Mm -hmm. to just not deal with it. Brett says that she feels like he's not interested in her at all. And Alexa asks, when did the flip happen? Because at the wedding, everything seemed okay. She says that even on the honeymoon, the two ladies FaceTimed each other and things were going well. Uh, Brett says once they got back home and moved in together, things were good for about a week. And then they just weren't anymore. 
Alexa says that's concerning to her because for him to change once they got back to Houston, maybe his mind was focused on the past. So now Alexa is kind of introducing that idea of another woman, which is setting up this dating app storyline. Mm-hmm. Producers, I see you. I see what you're trying to do. Alexa says that knowing him and living with him so long, it sounds like he's distracted. But since there was such a like major flip so quick, it makes her think that there's something else out there. Otherwise, they should still be like they were on their honeymoon. Mm-hmm. So that, my... Oh, go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say that was the end of that conversation. Yeah. My theory is that Ryan doesn't have the cojones to say what he needs to say. So he's asking his sister to do the dirty work for him. Plant those seeds of doubt. Mm-hmm. That's my theory. Now, why the sister takes this approach, I'm not sure, because it makes her brother look super bad. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just thought it was a weird, weird conversation. Awkward. Very awkward. You can see that the sister's visibly awkward and doesn't want to be there. (laughs) Very strange. But that's my take on it. I think that Ryan has put her up to this. Yeah, like I said, I think it's a lot of production. They're setting up this storyline, this scandalous storyline for them. Yeah. I don't know. Brett and Ryan just... Good baffle me. <laughs> they are baffling. It's like such a strange, I don't know, just a strange take on everything. Anyway, let's go to other weirdos. How about um, Rachel Jose? Mm-hmm. Which was, we, we talked about this before starting, but I forgot all about them. And all of a sudden they appeared like an hour into the episode. <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, these people. Guess he didn't get locked out this week. I guess not. (laughs) Yet they're still pretending they're good. Um, So Jose meets with Dr. Pepper. She asks how it's going. Jose goes on. Oh, first of all, did you see them hug? People screenshotted it. (laughs) That was so funny. (laughs) That was one of Chris's red flags. (laughs) That's awesome. Oh my goodness. Um, so Jose again goes on about y'all did such a great job matching us. We were meant for each other. Um, they're continuing to grow and asking all the right questions and blah, 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 blah. Um, Jose, she asked, you know, what kind of questions do you have? What are your concerns? And he says, you know, he wanted, um, an independent woman, but she's like super independent and he wants to be a provider and take care of his wife, but he doesn't know where that boundary is or where that line is. So he doesn't appear controlling. And Dr. Pepper's like, uh, but you are controlling. <laughs> Which is why you shouldn't have been picked as a cast member on the show. Yes. Um, she says that Rachel is used to doing her own thing and that makes her feel secure. He has to respect that so that they can move forward. See the world how she would see it. Jose says that marriage, you know, that they were doing good for like three weeks solid. And then 
it just all derailed in three days. And he's not happy how he handled it because he went psycho. Um, but he's scared how her first instinct is to run. Now, I don't think that was her first instinct. Exactly. She wasn't running. She was going to walk the producer out. And then you locked her out of the apartment, which caused her the next day after a passive aggressive conversation with you made her want to leave. (laughs) Yeah. There There was was a lot lot of things that happened before she left. (laughs) Yes. Mainly involving you. (laughs) (laughs) This was your fault. So I thought that was funny. I, I, and again, I don't, think the experts are doing you know they're doing an injustice here by not calling him out on all of those things it's not rachel right rachel's trying to protect herself at that point Mm -hmm. out and then she goes right back to him which i don't understand but so he wants to know how to make her trust him again dr pepper says that you know, you need to ask her what she needs to build trust. Questions are your friend. She's seen your anger and that's not going to build trust at all. Uh, no. No, no, no. So it kind of leaves off there. And then we jump to Rachel meeting with Pastor Cal. You know, and you know, same old thing they say every freaking episode. You know, Jose is the man for her. She, he's everything she asked for and more. Is there two Jose's? Did I miss something? Because <laughs> I don't understand why she's so just like dreamy dreamy about him. Cause if her only big past relationship is this adolescent one, then a man who has his financial shit together, has his own house, who is, you know, on the surface, a gentleman, like he does do things for her compliments her you know wants to know what she's thinking you know normal kind of conversation stuff and then in the back end he's crazy and she's gonna put that aside you know what I mean no all these I know you don't (laughs) because you're a reasonable grown-ass woman but (laughs) Rachel is looking at all the good and kind of disregarding the bad Uh, until the end we'll get to it So what questions do you have, right? That's what Pastor Cal says. Um, She said she's going to need to continue to get to know him. He's shown her that she can be herself and still be loved. She wants to know if she's doing everything he needs because he doesn't express that as much. Another question she has is about being locked up uh, because that's a big one. Accident or not, she was locked out. He has a temper. He can be vindictive. Pastor Cal says, what can be done where he doesn't feel the need to shut her out? Literally and, I guess, figuratively. Rachel says, if this happens again, she's out. For me, I would have been gone the first time. I mean. Because Jose was scary. You're going to curse me out, threaten to throw things at me, and then lock me out of my own house? Mm Mm-hmm. Scary. Over some dumb shit. Yes. Yeah. What if it was serious? Exactly. People, I don't know. People still like Jose. I just don't understand. And that's the whole thing with these couples. Like all these toxic couples with Jose, Michaela, and Johnny. 
they've been having these humongous blowups over nothing. So mm-hmm. I don't even want to imagine if it was something serious. Yeah. It would be bad or have the potential to be very bad. Mm-hmm. So then they're uh, recapping. There's, their little segment was very short. Yeah, they didn't have a lot to say. <clears throat> so they're recapping. Rachel said in her session, you know, everything went great. She wants to dig deep on what Jose's triggers are. Something that really bothered, she wants to know what really bothered him to get to that point where he blew up. Um, that was in her diary cam, right? So then they get together. One of Jose's questions when he things got tough, you know, she left. How is he going to know that she, that won't happen again? She says that those feelings are valid. That's been her MO in the past. When things get tough, she bounces. It took that fight to realize that single Rachel is gone, that they're married, and they can have these tough arguments and overcome it. But she wants to know his triggers. He says he just needs time to cool off. Now, this is not a trigger. That doesn't explain why, why he, he got. Way. Yeah. This it's is what he aftermath. does after the fact. Yeah. Yes, the aftermath. So I thought that was interesting that he still didn't tell us why he got so mad over being called accidentally a name of one of his friends. Because he's bitch made. <laughs> so he says he just needs time to cool off. He needs to tell her he needs time to cool off. He says they both carry a lot of pride and this just has to be a game of compromise, right? He says because of his childhood, he wants to do everything opposite of what he saw. He thinks they're in a great place, but they have a lot of more work to do. Um, She says, you have my trust. She wants to be Jose's wife no matter what. Barf. (laughs) Strange. Very strange. I don't get it it's like she wants to be married despite all of these red flags (laughs) but don't talk to me a certain way but it's okay (laughs) just say you're sorry without saying you're sorry and it'll be fine yeah (laughs) just say you're sorry that i feel offended that you cursed me out I do not understand. I don't either. I do not understand. Mm-mm. All right, next couple. Some How more about... people I don't understand. Michaela and Zach. You're supposed to shake your head. There you go. I did, but it was just so small because I just can't even. I can't even give them energy no more. I just. Oh man. I can only micro shake my head. <laughs> Okay, so we open it. Okay, this I thought was a weird scene. Again, like with Ryan showing Brett's mess, we have a scene where Zach and Michaela are in bed and he's just repeatedly calling her a bum. Yeah. <laughs> like, what was, why are they showing us this? What was the purpose of that? Yeah, I do this all the time. If I have two minutes to myself and I can just lay in bed and scroll on my phone for a little bit, let me do it. Yeah, bum. I am a bum. I'll take it. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what production was trying to get us to think with that, but I just thought it was very odd and random. Yeah, it was. So next thing we see them is their meetings. Michaela's with Pastor Cal and Zach is with Dr. Pepper. So Michaela's up first. Pastor Cal asks how things are going and she says, 
They've been going better. They're taking it step by step still. They've only had one week of good times, but there's been three or four weeks of bad times. <laughs> it's still Wait, new. But she loves him? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Remember the dinner scene? And mm-hmm. she loves him? Yeah. Insane. It was, it's the D, man. <laughs> it's those couple of hours of pleasantness <laughs> sprinkled about <laughs> and during those three weeks of bad times that oh my goodness. really have given her some clarity about her emotions <laughs> towards him. So ridiculous. So Pastor Cal says, okay, well, you guys only have three more weeks left to decide if you're going to stay married and you need to know who the person you're getting married to is. And he asks her why she thinks they were matched. She says it's because they're both goofy and they both like a challenge. They're ambitious and they're both strong headed. Okay. He asks her uh, what unanswered questions she has about Zach. And she says she's wondering about the actual picture of marriage he had in his head. Like, what does that actually look like since he wanted to be married so badly? Pastor Cal thinks that's an excellent question because a lot of times people judge their marriages on the unrealistic ideas they have in in their head. And I think that's absolutely true. Again, we see that happening on this show with damn near every couple. Mm -hmm. Pastor Cal asks uh, what she wants from him and she says she just wants him to be happy, which she continues. That seems to be her answer throughout this whole thing. All she wants is for Zach to be happy. Well, you know what? Because she was happy when he was happy. They got along like peaches and cream. And that's what she says when Pastor Cal asks for more clarification. She says because if he's not happy, it affects her because, you know, she lives with him and that's her partner. And she doesn't think that she should be his source of happiness, though. Because if something were to happen where she were to leave or go away and she was his true source of happiness, then she'd be sad and hate that he would be unhappy at that point. That's a weird thing. This was just one weird circle. Yeah. (laughs) But cast caster pal. (laughs) Pastor Cal says that it's possible that a lot of his happiness could come from her. He says, she says that's a lot of responsibility. He goes on to say that basically you don't necessarily have to generate 100% of your own happiness yourself. He says that he knows he's not his wife's only source of happiness, but to say he's not contributing to her happiness is crazy. Yeah. Which makes a lot of sense. Uh, Yes. Michaela says they're taking it day by day, step by step, but Zach is complicated. He is. He's an emotional ball of nerves. Yeah. She says that when whatever unhappy state he's in, she's not 100% sure always about what's going on. But she knows that when he's happy, he's happy, and she can see when he's unhappy. So Pastor Cal asks what can be done to create a safe space for Happy Zach to come back. And if there's something that, you know, she can do to contribute to that. He goes on to say that they're married and... It's not about him doing everything on its own, on his own. They're both going to have to work and work hard um, to become what they want to be. So the ball basically is in their court, you know, and they need to figure out what they need to do together. 
to make this work because he says if she wants to be married to Zach long term, she can be. But he also questions if she wants this more than she doesn't want it. Mm-hmm. So, what do you think about that? I don't know because she's been really flip floppy lately. She has. Yeah. It seems like every day she's going back and forth. And this we're going to talk about too when we get into their discussion later with each other. But I mean, I think that is a very valid question. Like, and she's so I, quick to leap, like up in mm-hmm. bolt. Like, yeah. Are you I really think, invested? Yeah. I think she supposedly loves Zach, but she loves Michaela more. Mm. Uh, Ryan brings up a good part of what he thinks marriage is. Like you, you think of that other person first before yourself. Right. He, he, mm-hmm. I think he's stated that before. Mm-hmm. Michaela is not at that place at all. She wants to think of Michaela first, which is also healthy, you know, to a point. Right. I think that's healthy um, to think of yourself as a priority because you should always be a priority. You should always, you know, uh, the people use the example of uh, a plane's going down. Put your mask over yourself first and then help your loved one. Yeah. But the thing with Michaela is she's not in this right headspace to be with anybody. Right. You know, and there I don't no think love she, one on the plane. There isn't. <laughs> there isn't. She doesn't, uh, you know, if she loves Zach, it's not enough. For her to be like i'm all in because she's she's not all in she hasn't been all in um i don't think she was ready to be all in honestly and really is she in love with zach because neither one of them have been in love before so yeah she's... are you sure that's what you're feeling no 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 i think or you think that's what you're supposed to be feeling yeah i don't think she i don't think she knows herself i don't think she knows what this is it's a hot mess that's what it mm-hmm. is Flaming dumpster fire. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But back to the show. Next, we see Zach with Dr. Pepper. She's telling him, you know, we see bits and pieces about what's going on, you know, in the relationship through the footage, of course, but we don't get to talk to you guys about it. So tell me what's going on in the marriage so far. Zach says they started off really good and some things have happened. They've kind of worked through their issues to where they are today. And right now, as of this moment, <laughs> here on Wednesday at 2.15, we are in a good place right oh, now, man. as of this second. He says it seems like a choice. Uh, you know, if he chooses to apply certain rules or certain techniques, it's going to work out. But there's missing the element of meant to be. So he feels like right now he's actively choosing for his marriage to work. It's not meant to work which what the hell are you talking about you know he goes on to say that he questions if he's happy or just convincing himself to be happy it's valid dr pepper says things aren't meant to be there's opportunities she's saying that you know as the experts they picked a woman that they thought was good for him he understands that she says so now he has the opportunity to make a relationship develop there and grow and become better. She uh, asked, what does he need to say yes on decision day? And he says, you know, the last week has been really amazing. We've been hanging out, going on dates. And if things continue that way, things are cool for him. That's all he needs. 
They just need to keep it up for the next few weeks and he's optimistic for the future. Dr. Pepper says that great, that's great, but you know, there have been some things that they've seen with Michaela that may need a little more, <laughs> a little more direction. Uh, <laughs> she asked how he can make Michaela feel more secure to bring the best out in herself uh, because being insecure and having insecurities in a relationship is never good. Zach says that it's important to him because he wants her to feel like she can be herself. He doesn't want her to tiptoe around because she's scared that if she says or does something, he's going to change his mind about how he feels about her. Which <laughs> he says he's definitely going to have to have a conversation. And, you know, Dr. Pepper advises in having that conversation, make sure you avoid extreme terms. He says that he wonders if he's asking the right questions and he doesn't think he was. This is when baby Zachy comes out. It makes him sad. He's getting emotional. He starts to tear up. And, you know, he has to take a little second to compose himself. And he says that he realizes that he's a perfectionist. Nothing he's ever done in his life was ever good enough. And he's guilty of putting that standard on other people, including his wife. And that's not fair. Nope. Michaela is an amazing person, but he needs... He has this view that things have to be perfect and he needs to get away from that. He says he understands that got him where he is today, but he can't have that mindset in a relationship because it's not going to work. You know, Dr. Pepper says that's, you know, a very easy way to undermine your happiness and someone else's. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's, that's a lot to put on somebody. It really is. These both of these people need to seek real therapy outside of the show. Yeah, for sure. They both have major issues to work through and sure. not together. Also that. <laughs> but also together as well. <laughs> no, I mean like they shouldn't be together. <laughs> ah. That also to and as well. Yes. So after their sessions, they meet together in the little courtyard. Um, they both at the latitude. Say, <laughs> Actually, I think this was at a hotel. Oh, okay. <laughs> the latitude looks nicer. <laughs> Use code Igby thirty <laughs> for three hundred dollars off your first month's rent. <laughs> Least terms may apply. <laughs> anyway, they both say they had a productive time during their meetings. Zach admits that he had another cry. And she's like, what happened? And he says, you know, he had this breakthrough moment. He's realized that relationships haven't worked out for him because he's a perfectionist. Again, he says that nothing he does in life is good enough. That's some strong words. That's sad. Because he's, you know, educated, has a good job, comes from good family. Where did he get this from? I don't know. Mm -hmm. His parents looked, I wouldn't say easygoing, but 
well-adjusted. Well-adjusted, yeah. I mean, they don't seem like someone who would be hammering in their head. But again, you don't know what happens behind closed doors. So. True. I don't know. But he says that you know he has that kind of mentality and he's transferring that in energy onto her and that's not helpful. So he says that basically, you know, he's had that realization in his session with Dr. Pepper and that's going to help him make their relationship better. Um, they go to an ITM where he says that in his mind, he's built up this perfect person that obviously doesn't exist. But despite knowing that, he's still going to try to find that person, even though no one will ever live up to that. And he doesn't expect anyone to, but he still searches for it and tries. That's how he is in life with work and with school. And, you know, as far as relationships go, he needs to change and take this opportunity so he doesn't end up being alone for a long time. I don't understand. If you know it's unrealistic, why keep torturing yourself? Yeah. But again, he just figured this out. True. So I'll give him a, a moment. Okay. I'll give him a little grace. Okay. So we go back to them in the courtyard. She's asking him what's his ideal image of marriage look like. And he says he's always had this one image in his head of his wife and him listening to music in the kitchen, you know, flipping pancakes while the kids run around in the background like a damn commercial. <laughs> That's ultimate happiness to him. He wants someone to build something with, and he wants someone that he can make a better person and someone that helps him become better himself. He wants love unconditionally from his partner, and he wants to give that unconditional love as well. He wants in marriage for someone to make him unbelievably happy. <laughs> when one out of the four weeks you've been together has been okay yeah not a good sign for the rest of your life again his parents are together mm-hmm. he's sure surely if they you know it's like we don't like to argue in front of the kids mm-hmm. but i'm 100 percent sure that when we do have these moments, they can sense it's tense, mm-hmm. you know? So surely he doesn't have this picture perfect idea of marriage because in, I don't know, I'll just ballpark 30 years of marriage, say his parents are married. Mm-hmm. Surely there's been some tense moments where they, even if they don't argue in front of them, they know there's something up. So he should know that marriage is not perfect. You can't get along together for 30 years straight with no arguments. Right. You know what I mean? So this fantasy is very baffling to me since he has a realistic picture right in front of them, even if they don't argue in front of him. You know what I mean? I don't know. I like I said, Where is he getting this? <laughs> that's, that's the whole point. Where is he getting this? YouTube. I don't know. <laughs> Folgers commercials. Instagram. <laughs> Folgers. It's the best part of waking up. Unconditional love in your cup. Uh, She says her idea of marriage, she thinks that she wants romance. She wants an equal partner who has the same type of goal in mind for their marriage and their union. She wants someone to be, you know, have the same goals in mind and be aiming for something big. 
So that's when she goes on to ask him about what his goals are. And he says, in their marriage, he says he wants to, you know, get to know each other, keep doing things together, um, to get to know each other on a deeper level as well. And that'll help them get to where they both can be where they want to be with each other. He says he knows that they both see a future and that's when she gets the wiggles. She's physically uncomfortable again. And she's like, "Um, I hear (laughs) what you're saying, but I still can't shake the hesitation I have still. She says she has a guard up right now and she doesn't know how to get rid of it. Of course, as usual, he's clueless. Has no idea what she's talking about. Had mm-hmm. no idea she was still guarded. And he asked how he can make her feel more secure in their marriage. And like, he won't One of the run. only people who did the work, who took the advice from the counselor, whoever he talked to, I forget already. Asking the right question. Anyway, good. Right. And, you know, what he can do to make her feel more secure and like he won't run away with the next big conflict. She says it's his words and actions. That's what means a lot to her. But she says she doesn't feel like he thinks this is going to be a long-term thing. So that's why she's still keeping that guard. Mm -hmm. So she can't say what the future looks like because she doesn't feel like he, again, feels like this is going to be a long-term thing. It's valid feeling. Right? Like if, like we've been saying, if you don't see any hope, then what am I going to keep holding out hope for? Mm Mm-hmm. So she says that she did used to feel like she could see a future and could talk about, you know, going forward and kids and where they're going to move off after all of this. But now she's feeling off about it. And he says he's doing whatever it takes to make it work. So a lot of doubts. Mm -hmm. A lot of doubts. And things, of course, are only going to get better. (laughs) So it's day is turned tonight. We see some beautiful exterior views of the latitude. (laughs) (laughs) And in the audio, we can hear just bickering about sleeping arrangements. Mm -hmm. So next we see Zach is filming himself and he says they just got back from the beach volleyball date. He thought everything was cool. They were having a good time. But now Michaela wants to sleep in separate bedrooms and he has no idea why. So he's like, explain yourself. And she says, they had a conversation about decision day and what their answers would be right now. And they both said no. So she figured if decision day is going to be a no, why do you need to sleep in bed together? And Zach questions, well, why would we switch up anything? This whole argument is just so stupid. It is. (laughs) She says, well... Why did we even talk about it if you didn't mean it as today? And Zach says, like we were saying before, he feels like she switches it up every day. She's hot and cold, back and forth. And she sees nothing wrong with that. She can do whatever she wants. She's allowing herself the opportunity to change her mind every day, especially in this situation. She's not jumping to any conclusions and she's not trying to forecast the situation. So... She feels however she wants to feel. 
He says he understands that, but that still doesn't explain why they need to sleep in separate rooms. It's going to do more harm than help. Then she says she doesn't understand how it's going to hurt them. He explains that things are going well and, you know, why would they start switching up the routine? And she points out, well, if things are going great, then why did we both say no for decision day? (laughs) Which is valid like Sally. Yep. (laughs) And he says, well, basically, we're not there yet. So then we're not doing great. (laughs) And he basically asks her, like, does she not see that there's an upward trend that, you know, they're progressing in a direction of positivity? Mm -hmm. And this is when she kind of just starts to get defensive. He says that he was telling the guys, you know, that he was unsure of his answer on decision day. And basically she's like, I don't give a shit. You can tell them whatever the hell you want. That's not what you told me. You told me no today. But then she starts changing up her tune and saying, no, well, I didn't say no. I'm saying, I don't know. And at this point, Zach is like, the hell. What the hell have we just been fighting for for like probably an hour? <laughs> yeah. And now you just want to just say something else. Change what? It, yeah. So he's at this point, he's done and he turns off his camera and is like, I don't even care anymore. <laughs> yeah. But being as petty as Michaela is, she says, we're not done with this shit. Here's my phone. <laughs> I'll film it then. So they continue the conversation and she's doubling down saying that when she was pressed for an answer, she said, I don't know. Zach is in the background saying, that's not what happened. Michaela says, no, I said, I don't know, Zach. And Zach is arguing, Michaela, no, both of us said no today. Then she kind of explains that if today was decision day, I would say no, but she doesn't know what she'll say on actual decision day. So that's where the I don't know is coming in. Mm-hmm. And at this point, Zach is just frustrated beyond belief. <laughs> then they have a Chiron that comes up that says 30 minutes later. It's Michaela filming herself. And she says that she asked Zach if they're good. And he's basically just totally ignoring her. He mm-hmm. is refusing to talk to her. So then they show uh, him in a bathroom, I, I think. And he's filming himself and he says, since Michaela wants to sleep in separate bedrooms, I'll do her one better. I'm going to go sleep in my own separate home. (laughs) I'm going back to my apartment because I don't want to be here and I don't feel like I should have to be here. And so that's where it ends for that night. Yeah, which I can understand if things are getting toxic, take yourself out of the equation. But again, it just sucks that they can. This is an option. Right. But even, it, yeah, like you're saying, because I could see, yes, Zach has the option to go to the second bedroom, but I mm-hmm. could also see Michaela terrorizing him all night. Yes. Yeah. So I, I understand. I I can understand his point here. She's just going to be standing outside the door like, Zachary, Zachary. Or passively, aggressively blasting her Cardi B that she knows he hates <laughs> at all hours of the night. Yeah. So he can't sleep. So, yeah. I Maybe going home is the best option for him. Mm-hmm. 
So the next scene we have, Zach is on a Zoom call with his brothers. He lets us know that the call was supposed to be with his brothers and Michaela, but she canceled at the last minute and hasn't reached out to anyone. So he lets us know that last night after the little bit that we saw, um, well, he gives them the full breakdown that, you know, they had the beach volley all day. Everything mm-hmm. was good. They talked about decision day. They both said no. And about how she wants to sleep separately. He's like, fine, whatever. I'm going to go back to my place if we're going to sleep in separate beds anyway, because he'd rather sleep in his own comfortable bed. And she said, fine, go with that. She didn't have any objections. And his brother's like, dog, you know, that was a lie. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, I knew, but that's my point. If you didn't want me to go, just say that. Like, why create all this drama and all this ridiculousness? Mm-hmm. Just say what you feel. So, but him too, then. You know what I mean? He needs to say how he feels and call her out. I don't know. I think he does. And she just... It's like talking to a brick wall. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So he says that, you know, he got his stuff and went home. And about an hour later... He got a text from her and it says that since he left the par- the apartment, which is not what she wanted at all, because she requested that they sleep in separate beds, she's going to go ahead and move out the following morning. Zach is kind of like flabbergasted, like you cannot be serious with this shit, like for real. Mm-hmm. And he comes to the apartment and finds out, yes, she actually did move all the way out. She took all of her things, including her Tony Satchery seasoning, <laughs> and got the hell out. And this is not Eddie. the first time. This has happened before on Married at First Sight. I want to say two seasons ago, like, the girl went uh, to visit her parents or her family for the weekend. And I think this is right when COVID was starting. And he was kind of worried about that. But they were already having problems anyway. And mm-hmm. before she came back, he had moved out of the apartment and, like, took all of the food. Dang. <laughs> And I'm like, that's petty. It but is petty. yeah, so that's Michaela is gone. <laughs> huh? So that's what the brothers say too. Yeah, his brother, uh, one of them is like, that's so messed up. You know, I'd be so annoyed with that. It's beyond childish, beyond rude. It's disrespectful. It seems like Zach is trying as hard as he can and, you know, has been doing it as long as he can. And she's not even meeting him halfway. Mm-hmm. Zach says that he knows he's not perfect, but no matter what people say, he knows he's been trying. He has never put so much effort into anything ever before in his life. And he says that it's challenging that Michaela has moved out for a second time. And he doesn't know if this is something that he can overcome. This type of reaction is something he has trouble with. And that's Mm -hmm. what he's been saying since the beginning. Yes. He says this is literal insanity. (laughs) And that he's not even mad at Michaela. He's mad at himself more than anything. And that from now on, he's just going to start doing stuff to make himself happy. He doesn't want to be the fool no more. AKA not hanging out with Michaela. (laughs) Chilling with Belle. There you go. (laughs) So at that point, they kind of, you know, in the call. He tells his brothers. They say the goodbyes. He says that, you know, if Michaela reaches out to them which she's not going to, to let him know. 
Then they show him try to call her one last time on the phone. Of course, she doesn't answer. Yeah. And he just shuts his little computer in frustration and is left sitting there at the counter. (laughs) These two. I just, I don't understand her. I just think it's sad. I think it's sad she's on this show. She should not have been on this show. No. It's pure ratings. Sad. Well, they're about to get them. Oh, I hear that. All right. Let's let's close it out with some happy. <laughs> Gil and Mirla, our only hope for success. Let's see if they make it. I and hope eat- so. I don't know. Rumor <laughs> has it. What? Spoiler alert. Go ahead. No, that they're not together. That they're not together? Mm-hmm. Oh. That the theory is that they're just playing nice for the cameras just to make but them this th- is like super acting. The tears and I don't believe that. I think there's something genuine here. Because again, they're both very blunt. Mm-hmm. I don't see both of them seem very genuine. I think if they didn't like each other, it would show. No one's that good of an actor. Maybe, maybe not Gil. that they don't like each other, but maybe that it's not a romantic thing. Mm. We'll see. We will. We'll see. Um, there's a few little shots before we get into the sessions. Um, they show the two of them working out together, busting each other. He says they're going to work out for an hour and she's, or a, a little under an hour. She's like, uh-uh, we're not going now. <laughs> Another little shot of them um, having uh, Mirla made steak, sweet potatoes, and asparagus. And he is drenching those sweet potatoes and ketchup because they're Too not much sugar. sweet enough. <laughs> and then we get... Though. Mm, yeah, hungry. it does sound good. I know I'm starving. Um, and then we get into the sessions. There's my stomach. Did you hear it? No. Okay, good. Gil is getting ready to meet with Pastor Cow. He likes him because he's very straightforward. Uh, you know, he walks in, Pastor Cow asks how married life is, and Gil says he's much better now that he's been kissed. Ah, sookie, sookie, sookie. I was like, oh, what an old black man thing to say. <laughs> so cute um he asked Gil why he thinks that they were matched they get along well they're honest she's very caring he's passionate he's not scared to tell her anything he said "Hmm?" I said that's great it is that is so important compared to everybody else that's amazing (laughs) Patrick House says right now you're in a good place what can make you say no on decision day Gil says when Mirla gets short, negative, he calls her the Debbie Downer. Um, he thinks these little tantrums and the negativity will affect him eventually. He thinks that, because uh, Patrick Hallis, you know, asked about past relationships. And he definitely thinks that people have been given in to Mirla in the past. She is an alpha. She will run over you. Pastor Cal says he 
to, to have like a proactive conversation about the negativity. He says that the negativity can be a cancer to the relationship. This is the first thing I agree with Pastor Cal on in this episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that those are that's very insightful and actually something Gil can use because mm-hmm. um, Gil says, yeah, the negativity can derail their relationship at any moment. Absolutely. Then we get to Mirla. She's looking rosy. She's about to meet with Dr. Pepper. She's been um, having 25 cent martinis. She is blitzed. <laughs> Those eyes are so glassy. They are. Now tell me, where can we get these 25 cent martinis, Igby? You can get the 25 cent martinis at Brennan's of Houston. Um, if you don't know, Brennan's is a famous restaurant in New Orleans, like historically famous. Okay. Um, so they have a location in Houston. And you can get 25 cent martinis during lunch, Tuesday through Thursday, 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. with the purchase of entree, limit three per customer. You do have a choice of martini. You can have a dirty martini, a cosmopolitan, melon martini, blue carousel spiked commander's palace, or classic shaken with gin or vodka. Those That's all sound yummy. Brennan's of Houston, located at now. <laughs> <laughs> Use code <laughs> B30. <laughs> For your Grubhub orders, to-go alcohol is available. <laughs> That's awesome. So Dr. Pepper knows she's been out. She says, you're not sober yet. She wants to know... What uh, what questions Mirla needs to ask Gil to say yes on decision day? What do you is she and and I'm surprised by Mirla's questions. She says, "What what do you need from me to make sure you're okay and happy? What am I not doing enough of?" So she just puts everything on herself, mm-hmm. which I thought was very interesting. Um, she really wants this to work out. Dr. Pepper says she has high standards but she's very critical. Mirla says she has no filter. She can't bite her tongue. She's honest and blunt. Dr. Pepper says the constant criticism changes the mood and that can be a problem in the marriage. And this is when Mirla starts crying and I really tugged on my heartstrings. I was like, where is this coming from? It's like when the Grinch, the heart grows. No, it's when so you drink cute. too many martinis and the truth comes out. <laughs> I know, right? That truth serum is a flowing. Yeah, but. She says, Gil makes her happy every single day. She prayed for this, but she never thought it would ever happen. He's so thoughtful and she's so happy in marriage. She never thought she could get everything she wanted and more. Dr. Pepper says, if she doesn't work on her negativity soon, she could lose them. And that's where they end it. Who would have ever thought Mirla would be tearing up? Right? Like real tears. Yes. Tears of joy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> About Gil. It's so sweet. Um, next scene we see them is the recap. Um, Mirla is still drunk and she's like running through this little she's maze like, of chairs. It's into the room. And Gil, Gil was looking at her I, like, what the hell? I think he knows. He knows what's up. 
Um, Marilyn said it was pretty easy. She thought it would be boring, which I thought was funny. <laughs> um, Gil says he has some questions. Um, when you get like a Debbie Downer, his mood starts to change and he doesn't like that. He wants to know why she gets like that. She blames her introvertness, which I don't think is a word because it's underlined red in my notes. <laughs> when she's done with people or if she's uncomfortable or unhappy, it makes her moody or needy. He wants to know what he can do to be a buffer. She says he already does it. He makes her laugh. He makes her, you know, look, get her off the subject. It distracts her and she appreciates that. She asks when she gets in these moods, what would be helpful for him? And he said, don't get in those moods. <laughs> um, so she, he says that she should be considerate of other people around her. Um, if she is unhappy, is it really that important to get like that? And, you know, she should try not to let it affect others. He says at that moment, you can be more affectionate. It's hard to get cranky and moody if she's being affectionate. So give him a hug and it will change the demeanor. Oh, I see what you're trying to do. <laughs> but yeah, that's pretty much it for them. It yeah, was very short. I don't that, think they have many problems. And at that point, one. they were having trouble keeping up the conversation because Mirla was drunk. And he's like, yeah. what are you talking about? <laughs> and then she tried to boop him on the nose. She sure did. <laughs> Oh, you didn't talk about at the beginning when she thought that Pastor Cal was supposed to be on her side and tell Gil to treat her like a princess. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. I was like, she's gone. Yeah. <laughs> but he already treats me like a princess. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so funny. Bring back more drunk Mirla. We like yes. her. Yes. Take her every Tuesday through Thursday. <laughs> great um yeah i mean that's the show do you want to talk well we already talked a little bit a little bit about next week yeah we, we talked about it it should be very interesting i'm not surprised they take them to a dude ranch i hope at least at least a nice one um they even have ridiculous hats and costumes of course i don't know of anybody course. who has a red cowboy hat who had a red cowboy hat I want to say Gil. I don't know. But there's definitely a red cowboy hat. And I was like, ew. No. Hmm. I didn't notice. Well, you'll see it. <laughs> you know who I did notice made it to the retreat? Mm. Hi. <laughs> oh, it's hype there. He Good. is there. Because he was there when Mirlo was complaining that they didn't have their own separate private bungalow suite. My girl. <laughs> Drama can't be made in a separate suite. Exactly. Y'all have to stay in one house and fight over the rooms and mm -hmm. act crazy. Yep. So. But yeah. It the looks big. Good. What we've all been waiting for. The big. <laughs> I hope you're checking the Weather Channel. 
Because <laughs> it's, it's a brewing. Hurricane Kate on the way. Uh, Hurricane, or Category 3 just blew through this episode. <laughs> That's true. So it's probably going to go back into the Gulf and strengthen some more <laughs> and then come back. <laughs> yeah, it's it's going to be good. I can't wait. Um, but yeah, that's, that's it for this show. Uh, again, thanks for joining us. Remember, if you have any Cheesemen, please DM us. We're on Twitter at Cheesemcqueens. We're on Instagram at Cheesemcqueens Podcast. Uh, don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, uh, tell your friends, tell your family, uh, let us know, uh, what you're digging and what you're not. Um, if you have any suggestions for what we should cover next uh, after this season, uh, come at us with that as well. Igmi, anything else? As usual, I got nothing. <laughs> I'm just trying to, say, to go to lunch. Five stars, five stars, five stars. I'm hungry. <laughs> Shut up. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm starving. Okay. Uh, well, that's it. Thanks, y'all. Thank- we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.